What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Yarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, today we are going to dive into a few of these uh, quote-unquote bubble players as we wind down to the end of the preseason. And of course, you know, here very soon we're going to see this roster cut down from 90 to 53 and you know there's a couple of names that Buccaneers fans have recently become familiar with that may or may not be making the team and you know something that we talked about with Carmen Vitale on yesterday's episode and if you haven't checked that out make sure you do Carmen did a fantastic job joining us and we appreciate her time is we discussed the running back room and you know it's you have the loss of Doug Martin. You have Peyton Barber stepping up. You still have the veteran presence of Jacquez Rogers. You have the new guy in Ronald Jones. Then you have a couple of these bubble guys. You saw Charles Sims go on the IR with an injury. So now you have a spot that opens up. You have Sean Wilson. You have uh, Agunba Wale there. And I think looking at it, especially with the opportunity that Wilson has had in the return game, you know, Agumba Wale may not be making this squad. You know, he he definitely is the quote unquote bubble guy in the running back room from the outside looking in. What do you kind of make of of how this is going to shake out and shape up? And and do you think Agumba Wale is going to have a, a legit opportunity of making this team, or is he have practice squad written all over him? I mean, I, I definitely think that he's he's headed to the practice squad because. Sean Wilson brings a lot of things to the table. I know we haven't gotten a, a chance to see a whole lot out of him on the offensive side of things, but just his special teams presence has been impressive, and, and it's you know it's it's definitely been enough to warrant um, a roster spot in, in the running back room. And it, there's a lot to be said about a guy who can come in and kind of change the pace of the of the game. And you know we talked with Carmen about this just uh, yesterday. And she mentioned how, you know, the, the room is, is really a mixed bag, but they all really complement each other very well. And that was a great way of putting it because you do. You have, you have three very different styles of play from the three running backs that are, I mean, b- uh, barring just an amazing twi- turn of events, the three guys that are pretty much guaranteed roster spots at this point. So this fourth guy, if you can bring him in and have him be even just a little bit different, then it just, it just makes your room that much more diverse and it makes you as an offense and as an offensive play caller it makes you more flexible um but Agumba Wally has done a lot of great things this preseason and I think he's definitely earned his spot on the practice squad I, I you know I almost wonder or worry a little bit about somebody poaching him but you know we'll worry about that when when the time comes but I would I would say we might not have seen the last of him you know this season and Peyton Barber kind of took a similar route to where he is now, you know, where he was a little bit unheralded, you know, not a lot of people were talking about him and he kind of started showing some stuff and just incrementally worked his way up. And then when uh, everything was going down with Doug Martin, he got the opportunity to show what he could do in, in live action and he took advantage of it. Now he's the starting running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know that the game of football is not, uh, you know, one of the biggest factors is not necessarily the talent you have on the roster. It's the talent you have on the roster being able to stay on your roster and stay on the field. And when you look at the running back group, Peyton Barber is going to get a workload more than he's – a bigger workload than he's ever experienced in his career. 
uh, starting in the beginning of the season. Ronald Jones is a rookie, and we all know that rookie bodies don't always hold up to the NFL uh, game. Jaquiz Rogers is a little bit older, and we know how what comes with that. Sean Wilson is small. So, you know, I'm not predicting any injuries or anything like that, but this is, this is the National Football League, and it happens all the time. And if one of those guys goes down, Ogunbowale could, de- could definitely find himself, you know, dressing or at least being on the 53 and, and po- potentially getting some important carries uh, because he kind of represents the style of play that's a little bit more similar to what Peyton Barber brings than what Jaquiz Rogers, what Sean Wilson bring to the table. And if Ronald Jones is still getting acclimated, you know, obviously I think Ronald Jones has a higher ceiling than Ogunbowale, but he's been, he's been in the NFL for a year uh, prior to this. He's got some experience. So he's, he's, he's done some things. He's, he's comfortable with a little bit more than maybe Ronald Jones is right now in this current situation. And again, going back to our conversation with Carmen, you know, mentioning that, you know, it may just take him a little bit of time to get comfortable, but once he does, his athleticism and talent is going to shine through. But until that happens, if, if it's time for the Buccaneers to turn to another running back, we could see him come off the practice squad and get some and get, get an opportunity to contribute himself. Yeah, I mean, you have the running back group, which you know, yeah, I can promise you right now, I can lay an entire year salary on the fact that one of these guys is going to get injured. So you have a Goomba Wally there kind of in your back pocket <clears throat> that can come in and he's comfortable with the offense. He's comfortable with the system. He's comfortable with this team. And it's better than going on the outside and kind of being forced to bring in someone that isn't familiar. It's going to take him a few weeks to catch up. And overall, you know, I, I think we're going to be hearing Agunba Wale's name a lot, you know, throughout the season, whether it's things that he's doing in practice or something of that nature. But I would guess by season's end, he's going to be a part of the 53 man roster strictly based on the fact that they are going to need a running back because someone inevitably will end up getting hurt. David, before we move on, I, I need to I need to vent a little bit. Not really vent. Vent's the wrong word. I need to kind of express something that has come about from this podcast. And I don't know if you have the same problem that I do, but ever since we've been doing this, you know, people have been asking me for advice a lot. And usually it's about what team to bet on. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you should probably check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, there are they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is incredibly easy to use. You lay down some cash and you win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners and David's listeners and the listeners of the Locked On Network that have been good to us. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. That's right. Dollar for dollar. David, if I deposit $10, how much are they going to give me? Um, $10. If I deposit $1,000, how much are they going to give me? I, I don't believe they're going to give you $1,000. It says dollar for dollar, man. I could, I could put in a million. Uh, if I had a million dollars to put in there, I probably wouldn't be doing this. I would be chilling on my <laughs> yacht. But you can use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. 
O-N to activate the offer. Just visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, and you get paid. Big shout out to our friends over at MyBookie. David, a, a conversation that we're going to have uh, that we may not see eye to eye on is, is about the quarterbacks. We know the situation. We know Jameis is out for three weeks. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter. Ryan Griffin is the backup. But come week four, Jameis is going to be activated. Somebody is going to have to be removed from the roster in order to make room for him. And I don't think it's going to be Ryan Griffin. I don't think that the Buccaneers are going to take the chance that Ryan Griffin is going to get claimed on waivers or is going to get picked up or is going to get scooped up off their practice squad. I would say that there's a very, very strong possibility that the Bucs are going to carry three quarterbacks this season. I mean, let's say Jameis comes back and he plays great against the Bears and they have the bye week. And then in week six, he gets his knee blown out. You know, he's scrambling for a first down. He goes for one of those awkward slides that he likes to do, even though he was a baseball player, and I don't really understand how he doesn't know how to slide. But he gets his cleat caught in the turf, wrenches his knee, he's out. Minimum of of 10 months. And now Ryan Griffin's gone because you removed him from the active roster. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick there. Now you got to bring in another quarterback off the street. You have to get him up to speed on the system in case something happens to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think they're going to take that chance. So I see where you're coming from, right? But the only reason I disagree with that that train of thought isn't so much uh, the the quarterback injury risk because I mean there's there's risk no matter what what you what decision you make on an NFL roster, but I'm trying to look at the other position groups and figure out where they're going to let somebody fall down to the practice squad because the offensive line is uh, is an area that you, you can't – I mean, they're going to come in with some depth pieces that they're going to need because of injuries. Um, linebacker, we're already – you know, we're already looking at a team that is down one of their starting linebackers. Granted, he should be coming back, you know, relatively soon, but – Behind him, even you know, uh, uh, oh, his name is escaping me. Joe Dirt, Riley Bulla. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Whoa. Um, I mean, he was seen in in a walking boot. You know what I mean? And there's some some concern on whether or not he's even going to be uh, be able to even be on the practice squad immediately. Um, the secondary is probably the only place I can see this team having a little bit of flexibility. But even there. I mean, when you talk about we talk about injuries, right? Brent Grimes is no spring chicken. Vernon Hargraves has had his his struggles with injuries. Um, Keith Tandy, like I don't know what's going on with Keith Tandy because he's still not really emerging, uh, even this year, even after all the you know the fan noise about trying to see him do something. So I don't know, maybe uh, he's just not physically all there anymore. Um, I mean, Ryan Smith, you know, like you, you, I know there's there's a lot of Bucks fans that have a little bit of, of angst about this this unit, but I mean, who, who are you going to keep on the field? If you start letting guys, you know, drop down on the practice squad, Carlton Davis has had, uh, he's been banged up a little bit, you know, all the rookies in the secondary have been banged up a little bit. 
this preseason. So I mean, I don't. I just that's the reason I don't believe you can keep Griffin on the active roster when James comes back. Is I just don't see where you can afford to let somebody else from a different position group uh, fall off the roster. And I'll tell you honestly, we may be looking at a situation where Jason Light tries to just move him for for a, it's going to be a late round draft pick. Obviously, you're not going to get anything fantastic for him. But he's shown enough during the years he's been here in Tampa. He was impressive when he was in New Orleans. Um, and he's shown a lot of good things this year um, that there may be a team out there. I mean, I, I look immediately, I look at the Buffalo Bills. You know, they've lost their their backup quarterback. They've got Josh Allen out there. I mean, I don't know what other quarterback they have out there. But, will you, you know, are they going to are they going to pursue a trade for Teddy Bridgewater with the Jets for, you know, uh, whatever he might be able to bring to the table? Or would they be more willing to spend a late round draft pick? And bring in a guy like Ryan Griffin, who has very little experience, granted, but the experience that he does have in the time he's been on the field, he's looked uh, suitable. You know, I, I wouldn't say march him out there for a playoff team or anything like that and feel like you're going to be Super Bowl champs. But, I mean, Ryan Griffin has, has looked like a, a serviceable NFL quarterback in the limited action that we've seen. So, um, I don't know. I just I don't see how they can keep him. But at the same time, if they try to sneak him back onto the practice squad, I, do, I don't see him staying there. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Ryan Griffin been on the 53-man roster each of the past two seasons and just been a game day inactive? <clears throat> um, I don't know enough, to be, to be honest with you, to, to be able to say that. Um, and I do know that he hasn't accumulated – what is that? I think he hasn't accumulated an official season in the last two years. So, yeah, if, he, if he's been on the active roster, it's been, like you said, he, he hasn't been active, he hasn't dressed. Uh, he's just kind of been up there for, for administrative purposes, I suppose. Yeah, I just, I don't see them deviating away from that. Um, yeah, he was, well, he was placed on the, the IR designated for return in October of last year following that injury against the Bengals. Um, and he was activated in November, but you know, he got the, the one year extension. Um, I don't, I don't see them trying to slide him over to the practice squad. I think that, you know, they've proven that even if he is a game day and active, they're going to go ahead and leave him on the 53 because they are afraid to lose him. You know, they have seen enough from him to want him to continue to return. They have seen enough from him, you know, to keep, you know, trusting him to be a backup for this team, whether it's second or third string. And, you know, I I can't remember offhand. Did Fitzpatrick only sign a one-year deal? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's only here for the one year. And, And a thought just kind of sprang into my head. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, the, o- the only way right now I can see this team being able to keep Ryan Griffin on the active roster is if Ryan Fitzpatrick sprains an ankle, you know what I mean, something something uh, that takes him out of play for a little bit. And, and that's something that would, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, either way, it's going to be dramatic because, I mean, again, I mean, can you find a wide receiver, a running back? I mean, we don't know who the 53 is yet, you know what I mean? So it, this is all, you know, a lot of speculation, but. I can't, I can't imagine any running back, any wide receiver, uh, any receiver, period, any defensive lineman, any linebacker that they're going to be able to afford to send down to the practice squad to keep Griffin on, on the roster. So, again, it's, 
it kind of just boils down to offensive line and secondary, and those units have been so banged up that I don't know, man. I don't know. See, and I'm I'm still gonna I'm staying on the other side. Ryan Fitzpatrick signed a one year deal. Okay, yeah. they've been grooming Ryan Griffin for the past few seasons <clears throat> to be a part of this team. Yeah. He knows Cutter's offense inside and out. You know, Fitzpatrick, they they knew the Buccaneers knew that this Jameis suspension was looming. They knew they had to bring in a veteran with experience. It made sense to bring in Fitzpatrick because he already had one year in the system under his belt. And after this season, they can move on from him. And yeah. Griffin can now slide up to that second string quarterback behind Jameis Winston. And if you don't keep him on the 53 man roster, you risk losing all the work that you have put in <clears throat> to getting him to the level that you need him to be for the future. Yeah. I no, I, just... I, I totally get it. And I totally agree with your train <laughs> of thought, but how do you keep a third quarterback in case one of your other two gets banged up when you have a banged up offensive line, you have a banged up linebacker group, you have a banged up secondary. I just don't see it. Like you, you can't, uh, what's what's the John Gruden thing that the coach Haley stole and all that on Hard Knocks? You can't live in your fears or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't live in your fears when you know you have banged up players. You need that depth, even if they're still playing, but they're playing through injuries, they're playing through you know being hurt, stuff like that. You have to keep that depth there because if you if you show up with one secondary player down, one offensive lineman down, because you want to keep Ryan Griffin because of how much you have invested into him. I get where I get that 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 train of thought, but you do that, and that's the week where you lose two offensive linemen in the first half, and now you've got nobody, and now you've got you got Allen Cross out there playing right tackle. You know, I don't I don't know like what what you're gonna do at that point in time. I mean, that's that's the only thing. If this team was perfectly healthy, then yeah, I could see I could see it. You know what I mean? I could see you know uh, you, I could see you taking. You know, a secondary uh, one of these young secondary guys and putting them on, on the practice squad, hoping that you're you can kind of hide them there from the rest of the the league. Putting one of these offensive linemen on the practice squad and and doing the same thing, putting you know Kappa down there. But I mean, as it sits right now, like the the team needs those players because of how banged up they've gotten already just in the preseason. Um, and then as as we all talked about this this first three games of the year, I mean those are brutal games. And I'm uh, we we've been talking about this in our Bucks Nation group. You know we're all we're all pretty happy about what we've seen. I think the Bucks fans are pretty happy with what they've seen, and I think there's a little bit more confidence about how these three games can go now versus even 30 days ago. Um, but we can't deny the fact that this team is banged up in some very serious position groups, and they've got three very hard, very physical games coming uh, before James Winston even steps foot on the field. So by the time James Winston comes back, and we have this problem uh, for our team. Who knows what what the what the health is going to look like uh, across across the roster, and that may very well force their hand. But that's kind of what I'm saying too. Like there's there's there is a there is a parallel dimension out there where, like I said, the very last game before James comes back, Ryan Fitzpatrick is rolled up on. He's got to go, you know, to the IR. You know, that's that's always an option too. Put him on the IR, designated to return type of deal, or just put him on the IR. Period. But if you put him on the IR, you still don't have him, so we still don't have three quarterbacks. We've only got two, but we get to keep Ryan Griffin. So is that an avenue that you're willing to approach as a team? I mean, that's why Jason Light gets paid all the money he does. That's why he's got a pool he's allowed to jump into. You know what I mean? We're just sitting here on a on a random afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is, talking 
uh, through people's phones and radios and whatever. Um, but it's, it's not a, it's not a decision I envy them having to make when the time comes. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't envy Jason and Dirk having to whittle this roster down and, and figure these things out. You know, we can, we can criticize and we can speculate and, yeah, all that, you know, because we don't make that kind of money. It'd be nice if we did, but we don't. But, David, let's go ahead and move on. Um, we had a couple more positions that we wanted to hit, and we're coming up on on running out of time. Let's touch on the linebackers. You have the draft pick in Jack Sitchie, who was coming off the nasty knee injury. Then, of course, you have Joe Dirt, as you mentioned, in, in Riley Bulla. There's Devontae Bond. You, know, you have Lambert out there. You know, you know, you know who you're locked and loaded are right now. It's Quan, it's Levante, it's Taylor. I almost said Glanton, but I didn't. It's Taylor. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on with Kendall Beckwith. Is he going to be a pup designation? Is he just going to start the season as the IR designated to return? Are they going to save that spot later on? You know, what's going to go on with him? So now it's a question of are you going to keep two of these other linebackers in addition to Beckwith how does Beckwith factor in you know, I don't see I don't see Jack Sitchie making the 53 man roster if they can hide him on the practice squad that'd be great I don't know if they can because he was highly touted as far as his talent level but there is the injury concern you know the rest of the guys they have experience in this defense they have played in regular season games yeah it's it's going to be quite the juggling act but i i think the the main problem is what are they doing about kendall beckwith when is he going to be back you know that's kind of the the cog in the wheel here that we just don't know about yeah exactly and and until that decision is made and until we find out what his designation like you said is going to be coming into the season it's going to be kind of hard to try to make a, a solid prediction. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, Levante, David, Quan, Alexander, uh, Darius Taylor, obviously they're the guys that you're going to, you're going to start with uh, week one against New Orleans Saints. That's your starting three. And then behind them, I think Cameron Lynch is the guy, you know, that's, that's probably your number four. And as of today, I mean, it's probably going to be Devontae Bond. You know, that's, that's probably who they're going to look at. But, I mean, this is a unit where they – I mean, they may very well – only carry three or four, you know, I mean, that the fifth linebacker is not a guarantee because you've got guys like Noah Spence who could theoretically play from a stand-up position. You know, uh, they did a lot with JPP during the offseason, uh, moving him inside, outside. I, I think I remember a couple tweets saying that he was rushing off the edge from a stand-up position as well. Um, Will Golston, like, I, I don't know if – I know he's done it in the past. I don't know how much they've done that this season or even – Last season, to be honest with you, but he's another guy who could potentially come in in a pass rushing situation. I know he's not a pass rusher, but he's a guy who could come in in a pass rushing situation and play kind of a stand-up outside linebacker type of deal. So they have a little bit of diversity just in those areas that could afford that could possibly make them feel like they can afford taking a gamble with coming in with a very thin uh, linebacker group. So, but yeah, I mean, I like Sitchi. You, you know, I was very excited when they drafted him, but I oh, think yeah. he is a guy that he they can. Because of his injury history and concern, uh, teams already show that they were concerned about it because that's why he got drafted as late as he did. So teams have already, you know, kind of put their put their flags up saying that they were worried about it. He hasn't done enough in the preseason. 
I don't think, to really wow anybody else. Uh, he hasn't looked bad when he's been on the field from what I've seen, um, but he hasn't done anything to really, you know, probably knock anybody's socks off and make them really dive into somebody else's practice squad to bring him up. Uh, he's just he just doesn't look that ready, and that's that's perfectly fine with you know considering what he's coming back from and and how much time he's missed. There's no there's no rush to the field for for Jack, but so I think he probably does land on the practice squad. I think he spends the entire year there, and next preseason that's going to be kind of his opportunity to really show that he can crack uh, the the roster if if he's going to be that kind of a guy. But yeah, until until like you said, until Kendall Kendall Beckwith gets his designation, um, it's all it's all a little bit harder to predict, but. I mean, I could see them coming in a little bit thin at linebacker for the regular season for the start. Yeah, and yeah, I I'm not I'm not going to disagree with anything you just said. As much as I disagree with your stance on Ryan Griffin, I'm I'm with you 100% on the linebackers. It's just it's one of those things that yeah, they're they're either going to keep too many or they're going to be way too thin, and it's going to cost them in the long run. But David, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, yeah, as as we come up against our time here with the wide receiver position, we know we know four of these spots are locked up. We know who it is. It's Evans, it's Djax, it's Godwin, it's Humph. Now you're talking, are they keeping five receivers? Are they keeping six? Now, normally I would lean a little bit more towards six because you usually have one of these wide receivers being a one of the return men. But yeah. it looks like Wilson is going to be able to get that job locked up. Now you got Djax in the mix on punt returns. He wants to get involved in that aspect this year. So you don't have kind of that flexible option there. I, I think they probably ultimately still keep six. If nothing else, you can use one of these receivers as a gunner on the punt team or or what have you. I mean, it would be a special teams focus for sure. But you have Watson. You have Martino. You have – they just brought back Dante Dye. You got Bobo out there. You know, Sergio Bailey, he's done for the season. I don't know if he was going to make the roster anyway, but, you know, he's injured. He's on IR. He's not an option anymore. You know, it, it sounds like they're really impressed with what Justin Watson has been doing. I've been impressed from seeing him. It, it, you know, he's playing very well. You know, you have these other guys. They obviously, as I said, brought back Dante Dye, who's familiar with the system. He was you know, one of the better receivers just a few years ago when it was Mike Evans and then scraps, you know, Dante Dye kind of stepped up and, and was playing well. You have Freddie Martino, you have Bobo Wilson. You know, how do you see the, the receivers shaking out? So this is where things get interesting for me with Ryan Griffin, because I think they carry six. And if it's my, if it's my decision to make, it's going to be Watson and it's going to be Bobo. Those are going to be the two that I add to my four. And the reason being is that Bobo Wilson is he's shown some things and then he's kind of disappeared and then he's come back and shown some things and then he's kind of disappeared. So he's a guy that I don't know if I'm, if I'm the Buccaneers, I really want to know, does this kid have a future on our team or are we just kind of uh, running in place with him? So putting him on the roster gives him an opportunity while James is sitting to have a roster spot, potentially get in there in some game action get into the special teams a little bit, especially if Sean Wilson picks up more of an offensive role, depending on how that whole thing shakes out. Now, the problem with that, right, comes in is if you get three weeks of good Bobo and he comes out and he's making splash plays, maybe get some good returns or some big returns here and there, now you've got an even tougher decision you have to make when James comes comes back. Um, if he doesn't, you know, you've got guys, like you said, who, who have been on the roster before in Martino. You've got guys like, 
Dante Dyer just came back. And, of course, you've always got next year's crop and so on and so forth. So you know you can find a guy to replace someone like Bobo Wilson. And that makes your decision easy. That gives you kind of a built-in, all right, here's our, here's our escape hatch. And we push Bobo. We roll with five wide receivers. You can split OJ standing up off, off, of, off the line. Um, we saw what Ronald Jones could potentially do when he's lined up against linebackers. I mean, there's nothing that prevents the Buccaneers from, from going with Ronald Jones in the backfield, reading man coverage, motioning him out on a linebacker, and taking advantage of that matchup. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that this offense can do uh, creatively, uh, creatively that gives you, again, the flexibility to be able to roll kind of like the linebackers where you have enough flexibility in your other role players that you can roll a little bit thin with them. You have enough playmakers at the tight end position and in the running back position where you can run a little bit thin at wide receiver if you need to in order to facilitate carrying that third quarterback. Um, but Bobo is the guy that I see being, uh, for lack of a better phrase, the sacrificial lamb if, if we want to label him that. All right. And again, <clears throat> you know, I – I agree with everything you just said. I don't, I don't really have anything else to add. I don't have anything to debate with you. Um, basically, uh, we're, we're pretty much in agreement outside of the quarterback situation, and which you're wrong, but we'll get to that when it's official. Well, the funny uh, thing is, though, is that we're arguing about what might happen, but it's because we both think Ryan Griffin is worth keeping. That is true. You know, yeah, that is, that is true. All right. Well, David, we are going to get out of here. We will be back tomorrow with our final preseason game preview as the Bucks take on the Jags at Raymond James Stadium. But until then, make sure you're checking out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. And now, new info. Hot, you know, hot, hot off the press. You can now call us at 813-444-5841 and leave us your voicemails, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, your venting, your celebrating, whatever the case may be. David and I are working out some sort of idea where, you know, we're going to have you know, some of these voicemails featured on, on some episodes. And at the end of the season, we're going to pick our favorite and we're going to send that person some sort of Buccaneers related gift. Uh, haven't, haven't set the item in stone yet, but just know that, uh, you know, it's something that David and I are working on. So make sure you're calling, leaving your messages. Again, the number is 813-444-5841. And I will put that number in the bio of the Locked On Bucks Twitter account. Hope you all have a wonderful, enjoyable Wednesday, and thank you all so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.